Welcome back to the TNA podcast with your hosts, Hitler's Wet Dream and Fat Kyler Murray. What? <laughs> what? It's <laughs> the wildest. It's the wildest shit I've ever heard. What you? Are you sipping out of wine? No, I'm just drinking it out of a wine glass. I got a not sponsored Breckenridge Vanilla Porters. Oh. I love if you want to sponsor good. us, <clears throat> we'll take it. I love a good vanilla porter. It's pretty good stuff. The MCU Phase 4 just ended, brother. Yes, it did. So we're going to do a little recap. Even though you didn't watch most of the stuff in oh, Phase no. 4. But I watched all of it. So I watched yeah. the stuff that I thought I liked. Yeah? Yeah. There was a few. There was a few hitters, and there was a lot of misses. Uh, it's probably the worst, worst phase so far. Um, but I think we'll go over. I have a list here of all the phase four shows and movies that came out. We'll talk about the ones you've seen. I'll kind of recap the ones you haven't, the ones that tie into everything, uh, and then at the end, um, we'll do a little review of Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. And uh, yes, it's going to be a spoiler review, so if you haven't watched it yet, go watch it and then come back. Um, so, did you watch Black Widow? No. You didn't watch Black Widow? No. Nope. Why? Because you're sexist and hate women? Not an interesting enough character for me. Hmm. Yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't that good of a movie, to be honest. Um, Taskmaster is one of the coolest villains I think in Marvel and it, they just they didn't do good with it. it it's Taskmaster was stupid completely he wasn't missed, huh? I, well, I guess I should say she wasn't um, really the villain she was like a robot basically being mind controlled and she's not even a bad guy really <clears throat> so that was kind of lame um, what about Shang-Chi Shang-Chi and the what was it nine or ten rings? The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, I watched watch that, that just out of boredom. Yeah, what'd you think of that one? That was pretty. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, I like the the wire work, like kung fu, and it kind of had. I thought it kind of had like a like a Jackie Chan vibe to it. It did. Like the it slapstick felt... kind of combat. I liked it. I liked. Um... Like the fantasy element that came with it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was pretty cool. I thought uh, Wen Wu, the dad, was the Mandarin, was pretty pretty cool. They could have probably made him a little more badass. I think they just made him like a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't really like this all powerful villain. He was just a, a bad dad, <laughs> which I guess is the worst of all. If you're a bad dad, then you're a villain. Yeah, Thanos was a bad dad too, so that's why he was a big the worst, the worst dad yeah. of, of all time. Um, I thought it was cool to bring back um the fake Mandarin from Iron Man three, which you probably didn't watch that movie. I think I watched Iron Man three. It's the one with all the fire people, the ones that are like 
super combustion people. I probably did. So it was probably the, just so long ago. Yeah, the bad guy of that one would like stage terrorist attacks under the Mandarin. And then it turned out that he wasn't the real Mandarin. And then this one kind of like retcon that. Like they kind of got rid of that whole storyline. And so the real Mandarin, Wen Wu, took that actor, who's this funny British guy, and uh, and kidnapped him. So he's the one that kind of guides him to that like fantasy world. Okay. But they're they're really going since Disney took over. They're really going for that Disney approach where they try to make the bad guys redeemable in a way. And I think Shang Chi was kind of the first one. Of that, like they just don't have straight up villains as much anymore. <clears throat> what about the Eternals, man? I did watch the Eternals. So that one got shit on a lot. A lot of people didn't like it. Did you like it? I thought it was pretty good. the The end really threw me for a loop. Kind of. Yeah. Um. I thought it had a good story. I thought the storyline was good. Um, and then the ending scene, after the after credit scene. Kinda what, was after, what was after? What was after? Oh, it was the, it was, that was the blade one. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be good. That is what I'm most excited for. Like people with phase four, you know, it's definitely been shit on. A lot of people are saying Marvel's dead and this and that. And it was a few pretty bad ones, but, um, that like Moon Knight and Blade, Ghost Rider, Black Knight. I think that's what his name is, the guy with the sword. Um, those are all going to be, I think, rated R because they're starting to do rated R stuff. Deadpool three will be rated R. Yeah. And Moon Knight was pretty violent. Uh, there was parts of it that were pretty violent and scary. Not I mean not scary, but um, they're starting to go to that darker, darker side. So I think there's going to be kind of a kids side of the MCU and an adult side. So I'm really excited for like Blade and all that to come out. I'm excited for Blade because I mean I grew up watching those. Mm -hmm. Oh, Wesley like, Snipes! Yeah, when Wesley Snipes was the man. And then uh, what else? Oh, I I watched like the first like two or three episodes of Moon Knight and just lost interest. Like the CGI in it was horrible, absolutely atrocious. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it was a show, and I think that they were rushed. I think it came out before they really got it all done. But the element of mental health and ha him having, like, the split personalities, if you would have made it further into the show, it actually was, was really good, I thought. Um, villain, lackluster, not very good. Um, but just the idea of the split personalities and how he kind of gains control of it and owns it, it gets pretty wild pretty wacky so that's one i would recommend to go back and and watch Finish watching if you can get past the C the cgi it was it was one of my favorites of phase four um yeah the eternals was cool it's kind of weird that only one i forgot what movie mentioned it i think it was only in like a news headline that no one just mentions the giant celestial in the ocean oh <laughs> in the yeah Indian ocean just a yeah. giant humongous robot that was going to destroy the earth yeah what the fuck oh yeah whatever just the random continuity thing there's some weird continuity stuff um so the next movie is spider-man no way home and in that one the statue of liberty is 
like getting turned back to its original color when they made it. So they like s scraped off all the all the green and they were putting a Captain America shield on it, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but then in I think it was in Miss Marvel or one of the shows, it shows the Statue of Liberty, which takes place after No Way Home, and it's just normal Statue of Liberty, <laughs> not green or anything. Wasn't wasn't the Statue of Liberty like bronze or some shit, and it turned I green think copper. because of yeah, and it just yeah. turned green because of oxidation. Yeah, A little random factual up in there. A little little. Wow, just bringing the heat with the facts? Hey, I know a thing or two. It's definitely not common knowledge or anything. Never know. Who who, who gave us the Statue of Liberty, man? Was it France? Yeah, I think so. I hope I'm not wrong. We're going to look real stupid. <laughs> I think it was the French. Quick, um, quick Google search can fix that, brother. Yeah, look it up real quick. Uh, you watch, I'm assuming you watch No Way Home, one of the biggest movies. It's been oh, yeah. a long time. What do you think of that? It's pretty good. Oh yeah. The uh the redemption of Jamie Foxx's Electro was was the star of that, I thought, cuz he was such a bad character in in the Amazing Spider-Man movie. Wait. No way home? No way what home. What was what was the one that re just recently came out? That was No Way Home. The one where it would have had all three Peter Parkers. Oh, okay, yeah. I did see that one then. Which one were you thinking of? The one that had Jake Gyllenhaal in it. I didn't oh, see that Oh, that was Far one. From Home. Oh, okay. That one's... Eh. Yeah, I did, so, a lot of people like the Tom Holland Spider-Man. I'm not a, not a big fan. They are kind of redeeming that because he never really went through the typical Peter Parker stuff. He kind of did in, in No Way Home, Losing Aunt May. Mm -hmm. um, and now that he had the whole forgetting who he was spell done, he's got, I think he's going to be kind of a ground-level hero and not like this massive Avenger hero with all the crazy suits. He's just got his own homemade suit now. and So now it's like the real start of Spider-Man. And maybe I'll like it more, but I never I really liked him until this one. I saw a thing where... He might be getting a symbiote suit. They were saying something yeah. about he moved somewhere and got a new girlfriend. And uh, this guy still did, like knows who he is or like discovers like his background or something. And it was like this whole backstory. It was like a fucking four or five minute video. I don't remember exactly what he said, but those were like the key points. And I was like, interesting. Hmm. I haven't heard any of that, but he should get the suit because uh, of the post credit scene, a little bit of venom, because Tom Hardy technically got pulled over too, um, and he was just drinking, getting drunk in Mexico while all the other stuff was going down, yeah. Yeah. Um, and some of the venom symbiote, symbiote got left, so I'm assuming that'll be part of the storyline uh, of the next movie, so I think he's getting a whole other trilogy, I know he's at least getting one more movie, but I think it's another trilogy is nuts could you imagine just making that much money on a marvel thing and having six solo movies jeez dude dude's rolling in the dough just rolling in it yeah um i thought willem dafoe was amazing because i'm a big fan of the raimi spider-man movies the toby Maguire ones yeah um and he he stole the show 
in No Way Home. It was really good. All right, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. We watched this one together. Yeah, we did. Little man date. Little bro date on us. Little bro date. Um, that was another one. Like people, I think part of the reason people didn't like Phase Four is because they didn't feel very connected, and a lot of people thought Multiverse of Madness was gonna kind of tie everything in with Kang and whatever else is coming in the future, kind of like to Loki. And it's like No Way Home had multiversal stuff. Uh, Multiverse of Madness had multiverse stuff. Loki had multiverse stuff. And people were expecting them to all be inter interconnected with Kang, and only really Loki was. And it's like, well, what the hell actually breaks the multiverse? Um, so I think people didn't like that. So Multiverse of Madness kind of got shit on, but I, I liked it. I liked it too. I think... I think it had a lot of good elements in it, like it had uh, Mr. Fantastic and, you know, uh, Professor Jim. Ed. Yeah, good old Jim. He was just missing his Pam. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, dude, they just keep killing Professor X, bro. <laughs> He's died so <laughs> many times. He just keeps coming back for more. What was the, what was the post credit scene on that one? Um, hold on. It was when, so he has the third eye show up. He like walks oh, down the street yeah. and then that Clea, I think is her name, Clea, or, yeah, I think Clea shows up and she's like, there's an incursion and I need you to come with me. And she like slices open the street and it goes oh, into the dark dimension. Yeah, that's right. So, and that, I guess that's a love interest from, because he did, from the he, comics. He did the, uh, he did that spell book. I can't remember the, the dark name hold, of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so the theory, okay. the theory is that the the sinister strange, the one he killed with the music notes, which was such a sick scene, dude, just fighting with Bach and Beethoven songs. <laughs> yeah, that um, was lit. Uh, there the rumor is that that sinister strange is inside of him like the third eye because you know when he got impaled in front of christine his third eye opened um that was like the transfer but it's basically just he's possessed by the dark hold so he might actually be, be a half villain moving forward which would be cool same thing that wanda did do you think wanda died or do you think she teleported out of there i think wanda died there's no i don't think so you don't think so i think what they I think what they probably did is they did something to depower her because they basically showed she was like the most powerful being in the in the universe. Yeah. So I think that they probably found a way to like teleport her out, but she's not as powerful. I don't know. There's also the multiverse. So the thing is with Secret Wars, um, they announced Secret Wars is the first, the next Avengers movie to come out. The comic book storyline of Secret Wars which I think will be Kang instead of Doctor Doom, is basically everyone from every universe gets transported to this planet. All good guys, all bad guys, everyone gets resurrected and just has this massive fight. And so anyone who's died is fair game to come back via Kang messing with the multiverse. So that that they can bring anyone back that they want. There's a chance Iron Man comes back. I've heard rumors that Robert Downey Jr. is 
in talks again. So that'd be interesting. That will be. That'll be. That's gonna be wild. Do you think uh, for the Fantastic Four movie? Do you think that John Krasinski stays, Mister yeah. Fantastic? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? Um, because there's rumors that it doesn't make sense that they haven't been around yet, and so <clears throat> the original Fantastic Four took place in the '60s, so they might actually make that movie in the past, in the '60s. Um, so it wouldn't make sense for it to be John Krasinski because he's alive modern day ish, you know, whatever year eight three eight universe eight three eight took place. Um, so they talked about it being a younger, like new, new origin story for the Fantastic Four and taking place in the '60s with a young, uh, young Hank Pym. Hmm. So, but there's like. No, no info on that. No leaks or nothing on who's gonna be it. I think it'd be That's... cool if uh, Mister Fantastic was black, because Kang Nathaniel Richards is a descendant of Reed Richards, and so like the whole story in Loki at the end was he who remains with Nathaniel Richards. He's a descendant of Reed Richards in the thirty-first century, and then goes back in time and whatever comes from the future <clears throat> so it'd be cool if he's black i think just get jonathan yeah. majors to play him too he might go be jordan too no because he's, he's already been, killmonger yeah he's been killmonger yeah he was just let he, jonathan majors play him though he, he, he was the torch character. though yeah he was just let him let him be all of them he can just be every one of them yeah, fuck it um, but yeah, it's 50-50. I don't know if they'll recast Mr. Fantastic or have it be John Krasinski. I think it was a fan service thing. I, I don't think it'll be him. Um, so I, I'm almost certain you didn't watch this one. Thor Love and Thunder? Oh, fuck no. I heard I was going to go see it, and then I heard it was just fucking dookie, dude. I was like, I'm not even going to waste my time. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it was all right. People are saying it was worse than Thor 2, though. There's no shot. No world. I couldn't. That's the worst movie in all of the MCU. That movie sucked. I didn't like Thor 1. I don't even think I watched Thor 1 or Thor, Thor 2. I watched Ragnarok, though. Yeah, don't watch Thor 2. If you watch Ragnarok and that's that in like the Avengers movies or your only taste of Thor, you would be like, this isn't even the same character. It was so lame. In the in Thor one and two, and they were trying to be so serious. Like Thor one was kind of funny. Thor two tried to be way too serious. Um, but Thor Love and Thunder, uh, I think what it suffered from was, um, I think it was meant to be a lot darker, to bounce like it was really funny. It had a lot of jokes. Some of them don't land. A lot of them do. Um, but I think it was meant to be balanced with like a really dark storyline from Gore, because <clears throat> he's the God Butcher. You know, he's slaughtering gods. And I think there was a whole montage of him like killing a bunch of different gods and they cut like all of it. <clears throat> so in the movie, you see like a giant one that he's killed. You see him kill one in the beginning. And then all he does is attack Asgard and kidnap the children so he can get Thor to go there because he's trying to use uh, Stormbreaker to use the Bifrost. So all he is is a, is a kidnapper. <laughs> and it was really lame. And you can tell Christian Bale, like he went in on that role. He was crazy. 
and if you if you would have got more of him and, and less of the jokes, I think it would have been a really good movie. If they, they should do a Snyder cut, a, a Taika Waititi cut of that movie. Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So before we get to Black Panther, there was all the shows. <clears throat> Did you watch WandaVision? Nope. Bro. WandaVision was so good. I know you told me, dude, and I just—it was so—it was so good. Yeah, I didn't watch Wandavision. I saw like all the hype about it, and I just—it's it, one of the most unique shows that I think has ever been made, and the fact that Marvel made it is crazy. And the fact that it's—stop yawning. This is we're, this is serious shit. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. Um, the fact that it was like the first show. After Endgame, after, like you know, this big, giant movie, right? One of the best movies ever made. Just crazy, not maybe not best movies, biggest movies ever made. Um, then to go to Wandavision, where you're like half of the show, you're like, it's kind of eerie and dark feeling because it's like these sitcoms, filmed like these sitcoms, but there's like this dark element to it, and you're like, what in the hell is going on? And it it was good, man. That's one I think I would recommend above everything else. Okay. Might I might you might have me on board here. <laughs> you really should have watched it before Multiverse of Madness. You won't have me on board with She Hulk. Refuse. No, no, you don't need to watch She Hulk. That one you can literally skip and you won't miss anything important. Okay. Um The one this is my biggest disappointment of all of phase four and probably all of Marvel is I wanted it to be so good. I wanted to really like the Falcon and winter soldier and it sucked. And I, it sucks so bad. I didn't even watch it, dude. I know. I know (laughs) you didn't watch hardly any of these out of what we have left to talk about outside of black Panther. I think you only watched one. I've been I've been so hyped for Black Panther though, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. Um but Falcon and Winter Soldier, like it it should have been big because it set up um Sam Wilson as Captain America. Which I mean, that's how it was in the comics, but I felt the way the MCU set it up, it should have been Bucky. He's my Bucky's my favorite character. Um In in the MCU? In the MCU. Falcon uh the Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, best MCU movie they made. The suspense of that movie is so good. Um, but it, I think it also got just chopped up to shreds because I think there was supposed to be a storyline of like the moving chemicals, like bio-warfare, and then COVID happened, and I think it was too similar to like pandemic COVID, so they just cut like all of that storyline out. And it was really disjointed. Um, But John Walker was set up in it. The fake Captain America turns into, I think they call him U.S. agent or something in the comics. Pretty pretty lame. But he's like a a decorated soldier who takes the mantle because they got to have, they want the new, like Sam turns down the shield after Cap gave it to him in Endgame. And they put it in a museum like Sam wanted. And then the government decides they need a new Captain America, so they choose him. And at first he's just human, and then the the bad guys are making super soldier serums and 
and eventually he breaks and takes it and he's kind of mentally unstable and, and kills kills people and, and shoots shoots everyone unlike Steve Rogers and whatever else um, <clears throat> but at the end of that he gets recruited by Valerie blah 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 DeFontaine and you don't really know what she's doing but she recruits him and that's all you ever see of her until um, Hawkeye so I mean it's just lame it sucked I'm so I'm glad I didn't sad. waste my time on it then cause yeah and then they, it was just like very virtue signaling at the end like Sam gives a speech about becoming Captain America and it's just it's very paper thin on, on the message they're trying to to send they don't build it up at all did you watch Loki nope bro am I killing you smalls that's the other one you gotta watch Loki especially with phase 5 starting um cause like I was saying earlier the multiversal stuff like what caused it it was Loki I mean it's really a cool storyline too cause in Endgame he grabs the fucking Tesseract and escapes and then gets arrested by the time police, the time cops, the TVA. And uh it shows like in the past, like Loki is DB Cooper and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Um and you get to see a bunch of different Loki variants. There's like an old man Loki variant that wears the comic book costume, so he's wearing like a Leotard with like big horns and you see like a kid Loki and alligator Loki. It's it's wild and it's actually a really good story and it introduces the the winning version of Kang and they they kill him off at the end and that's what breaks the multiverse um and starts a war. He explains like it's really confusing. Time is a flat circle and he's controlling time and so whatever happens in, in the world or in the universe is that he doesn't like, he created the TVA to go destroy that timeline. Um and once he dies then it all goes to shit. Um, so that one's that one's really good. Um, but yeah, Did you watch What If? Nope. What? Oh, the What If series? No, I didn't. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. Um, because it it's introduced just a bunch of What Ifs. Yeah, but some of them it's canon. Like all of those universes are in the multiverse of the MCU. Now, one of them is Captain Carter. Which you see in in Multiverse of Madness, so they kind of set her up as a character before she showed up, and I think that's cool because there could be a storyline in that What If series. Um, Steve gets like an Iron Man suit because he's not Captain America; she is, and he gets an Iron Man suit and sacrifices himself, similar to the way that they thought Bucky did. Um, so Steve, in an Iron Man suit, is kind of like the Winter Soldier in that universe which would be pretty cool if if they did a live action version of that where Chris Evans was a bad guy that would be pretty dope so they they set a lot of stuff up and they set up the watcher who's the guy who's like telling the stories mm -hmm. and they the whole storyline ends up combining of all these different universes of um if Ultron won so if Ultron got Vision's body and had all the stones like he just wrecks Thanos and then he gets so powerful he destroys all the all the living planets in his universe 
and then the watcher is like narrating and he gets elevated to a point where he can hear him like narrating the show and he breaks into another other universes and so he gets a team of like um black panther t'challa but instead of peter quill becoming star lord t'challa becomes star lord and so it, i mean it's pretty cool so if you're bored i mean it doesn't really tie in that heavy but if you're bored it's something to it's watch. yeah I I want a vision Loki for sure. Maybe what if? Maybe what if? The rest of Moon Knight maybe too, but the other ones, Hawkeye. Eh. And I heard that Jeremy Renner's not like coming back at all. Like you won't see him anymore because they set up Kate Bishop, my celebrity crush Haley Steinfeld. Um, as as the young new Hawkeye, um, but they brought in Kingpin, which is pretty cool, and I think Kingpin will end up being a Spider-Man slash Daredevil villain, which would be sick. And they brought in uh, Vincent D'Onofrio from the Netflix. You watched those, right? You watched? I know you watched Punisher. Yeah, I watched Punisher. Did you watch Daredevil? No. I think out of all. Marvel movies because those aren't MCU but they're Marvel like properties or whatever and now now they're MCU um I think Daredevil is my favorite out of everything I remember so I haven't watched the new ones but I watched like the old Daredevil like back the in movie the... yeah <laughs> with Ben Affleck is that Ben Affleck yeah it was so oh. bad it was like what 2007 2003. Like oh, god damn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shit. I probably watched that movie. it around 2007. Yeah, probably. That movie was awful. Um, no, nah, Daredevil was <clears throat> so good. And then they murdered they murdered my boy in She-Hulk. When they brought him back. It's oh, I was so so mad. <laughs> Um, so in <clears throat> She-Hulk, they made him, he's always been kind of quippy and funny, but it, like the Netflix show was so dark <laughs> and like br- broody. I think that's the word brooding. Um, brutal. No, br- it's like, I think brooding is a word. Hold on. I'm going to Google it. Brooding. Showing deep unhappiness of thought, appearing darkly menacing. Darkly eh, menacing. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- like, I'll take it. You take this guy in in the Daredevil show, Catholic guy, um, super religious, but struggling with that faith in the world because he sees all the the bad things that happen. So he's a lawyer by day, vigilante by night, and he's just beating people. In hallways all the time for some reason he just fights in hallways a lot Cause and it's so realistic straight, he, dude. Yeah, straight. he gets the shit beat out of him and he, he you know he, he's human you see him catching his breath and all this and then they bring him into she-hulk and, and he's just flirty and quippy like his senses are elevated right and they're always pretty subtle in the netflix show and there's a scene in the courtroom where he's going against um she-hulk in court 
and the the guy that She-Hulk is defending is like a frogman, like a wannabe vigilante frogman, and his suit doesn't work, so he's suing the guy who made the suit, and Daredevil is representing the guy who made the suit, and the guy's like, pulls out his suit, and he smells that he used the wrong kind of fuel, and so he's like, you use jet fuel in that? And he's like, yeah, I use jet fuel, and he's like, you know, client told you specifically what type of fuel to use. And he's like, I can smell it. Or he says, he used jet fuel. He didn't use the right one. Don't ask me how I know. He's lying. And the judge is like, yeah, dude, we can all tell he's lying. He's an idiot. (laughs) And so it's like, he's never been that braggy. Like, sometimes it's subtle, like, arrogance that he has. And then there's a scene that he sleeps with She-Hulk. And he literally does the walk of shame with his shoes off. And he's whistling a tune just walking down the street in his super suit. It's like no shot that you do my boy like that. That's funny. That's good. It's no, it's not. It's I love like I love like comedic relief like that though. Oh, maybe you should watch She Hulk. Kind of pretty funny show. I I remember you told me about that that episode when her and Megan the Stallion. For like <laughs> an at the end or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. many people got so pissed off about that. So the last show in phase four is one I don't really recommend watching, but it's Miss Marvel. I've never been like a Miss Marvel fan. I don't know. I... So they did make her the first mutant. They changed her story from the comics where instead of um, getting it from Terrigen Mist or whatever she gets it um, just from being a mutated gene and there's there's a whole storyline with like a magic bangle little wrist jewelry that gives her powers they changed it so she doesn't actually stretch like Mr. Fantastic which is what she does and she can like embiggen and grow, grow bigger um, she has like Kind of like Green Lantern powers in the MCU. Not Green Lantern vibes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. And the, the CGI in that was pretty bad. And there's one scene, like her big thing in the comics is embiggen and she gets huge and basically giant man, like Ant-Man can do. So they were, I think they were trying to avoid her having the same powers as uh, Mr. Fantastic and Ant-Man. And she does one scene where she embiggens and she grows like a foot taller <laughs> it looks like <laughs> like the cgi was so bad that they couldn't really show it much so it looks like she grows like two feet taller and, and gets her <laughs> limbs a little bit longer it's so dumb um but the post credit scene kind of sets it up to be pretty i think the marvels will actually be pretty good with uh a chick that's in wandavision monica rambo's daughter no monica's the younger one i don't remember the mom was in Captain Marvel and the daughter was in WandaVision. I don't remember which one's which. Yeah, that's that's it for phase four. Now we can talk about Black Panther. Yes, sir. And I've been talking a lot, so you, you take the floor on Black Panther. All right. Hold on. Let me say one thing before you start. Um, this is going to be spoilers. We're, we're not going to hold anything back. We're going to talk about the whole movie. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, now's your time to turn it off. Come back later. Whatever you gotta do. We're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. So the non-spoiler review, go watch it. It's pretty good. 
all the articles you're reading that it's not very good, they're wrong. It's it's a decent movie. Wakanda Forever is a decent movie. It's pretty good, man. It's the best movie. The everything, everything from the first second to the last second, perfection. All right, let's get that out of. Let's clear the air about that, okay? Bro, I wanted to be positive about this, but you can't say it's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. Okay. We'll, we'll go As... through the whole thing from start to finish, but Shuri got straight up gutted, stabbed in the stomach, and uh, she's just fine. Like, she limps for a little bit, and then she's just fine. She has her beads. It didn't show, but it doesn't show that. It doesn't show that, okay, but, but you that, have to assume There's that. a flaw. That's not. It's not perfect. It's perfect perfect it's not perfect let's start off with the first five fucking minutes fantastic cinema right there beautiful that tribute to chadwick boseman i'm not gonna lie bro i got the knot in my throat started to get a little watery watery eyed i was yeah that was yeah it was uh it was it was heavy at the start it was. And then it was it was just like a really nice tribute to him, especially like um in the beginning where it does like the Marvel flip, you know, where mm -hmm. it, yeah. Great. Um love that. And then the whole tribute. Um then it rolls right into um basically like what's going on. Um there uh why am I drawing a blank right now? I was literally just thinking about everything. Yeah. Right I, I, I expected this to happen. Don't worry. I got a good memory. Um, so it goes from the, the it explains how um, T'Challa dies. And, I mean, it doesn't, it's pretty vague, which is, I think, the best way they could have handled it. He had an illness. They didn't have the heart shape herb because Killmonger burned them in the first Black Panther. And that was the key to healing him, which I think... Because he didn't get depowered at the end of the last one. Mm -hmm. But I think what it must have been was that that heart-shaped herb must not last forever. Um, yeah, they so don't really explain it. it. Yeah, yeah. so I think if he would be able to keep taking it, it would have he would have been healed. But they couldn't make it anymore. Um, and she tried, um, but he passed away before she could save him. So then it goes to one year later, and... Um, the world is kind of caught wind that the king is dead, the Black Panther is dead, they don't have protection anymore. And other countries, it's the UN meeting, and the other countries are trying to say that um, weapons of mass destruction can be made with vibranium. Yeah. Um, and they're saying that because Wakanda's keeping it to themselves, that they're a threat. And she, uh, Ramonda, Oscar worthy performance by the actress who plays Ramonda in this movie. Um, she gives a passionate speech about that the, the the reason that they don't trade it is because of the threat of other countries. And then it kind of cuts to the French. Now, do you remember? Yeah. So I the French, so the French try to go to one of the, uh, what do they call them? The research, not like, I think it would like, be a like research a, facility. Yeah. Basically like a research facility. And you, you actually don't know who they are. Um, because it kind of cuts away from the UN meeting into mm -hmm. into that scene, but so basically, like all these researchers working or whatever, and 
these soldiers come in and uh there's like this giant tablet not it's like a giant tablet on the wall and they're like who's in charge of this or whatever and girl points to the guy and he's like hey they open it and then the general and the other chicks are there kick their ass detain them and then bring them to the un meeting which totally wild and then like right in front of the u.s in front of France, like France know, knew it was their soldiers, and they're like, oh shit, they, we got caught like trying to get this. Mm. So then it goes back to, uh, they start explaining vibranium and stuff and how Wakanda still has it or whatever. And then uh, it goes to the Pacific Ocean, and they have a detector that can detect vibranium. And so they're, like, in the ocean, like, digging deep, um, trying to drill this vibranium. And uh, they send two researchers down. I assume they're researchers or whatever. They're part of the project. And um, they see it. And then they see, like, these strange things going on. One of the researchers gets snatched up. Homegirl gets snatched up, and they're like, oh, shit, we're under attack. And you just hear, like, this singing, and you see, like, these mer people coming out of the water, and they're singing. Silence. And, um, yeah. And so they start – all these dudes are getting hypnotized, falling off the fucking – jumping off the rig. And um, they try to escape. They ended up – getting them and then uh they end up thinking it's the wakandans that attack these this mm -hmm. research group or this this group that's trying to get a hold of the um of the vibranium that's underwater and it's not it's completely different foe like I don't know. Yeah. Are these are they in the comics at all or anything? Do you know? Oh yeah, they are. Um, yeah, in the comics, it's not Talokan. That's the 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 city. It's uh, it's never been Mayan. They were it was Atlantis. Um, so Namor is kind of like the Aquaman, but he's always been more of an anti-hero, not a full-blown hero like Aquaman. Mm -hmm. Um, but Namor is actually the first mutant that's ever been in uh, Marvel comics. That's my little, my little fun fact. Um, but that's kind of a theme of the whole movie is where people like all the other countries are uneasy with the fact, like the idea of Wakanda having vibranium. And so when they find other vibranium that isn't in Wakanda, then they want it for themselves. And they think that Wakanda is attacking them. And so that's kind of like a, a plot point for the Wakandans is to keep the secret of Namor's people or Kul Kul Khan, his people. Right. Um, so that that's like a big theme where the world is starting to basically turn on Wakanda since T'Challa died. They don't look at the good things, all the outreach um, centers that, that T'Challa set up before he died. They're just looking at Wakanda because they want to be the powerful ones. Yeah, so Namor, um, 
comes and visit it comes and visits uh Sherry and her mom while they're like doing their ritual to like bury or to like um move on from the move on yeah stage. get over their grief saying yeah so they Namor visits them and is like hey my, this will happen and this is what's gonna happen and so uh he gives them an ultimatum basically they have to find the the researcher that um made this vibranium detector so the general goes and shuri goes with her to the u.s they end up find locating this college student she's like what did she say she was 18 or 19 something like that uh 19 yeah so she finds this girl turns out to be like super smart mit girl um and are you giving a review or are you just recapping the whole movie? i'm recapping the whole movie brother because <laughs> you want my review i already gave you my review it's solid it's perfect yeah yeah perfect um just dive into some themes a little bit as you're talking about it. If we just recap okay. the whole movie, people who are avoiding spoilers or not avoiding spoilers, they've already seen it. So yeah. we gotta we gotta give our thoughts on it. Um So one thing you kinda glossed over is when they're doing I, I guess the very opening the first scene of the movie when she when Shuri is trying to heal Chadwick is it kind of establishes that she's not a, like really a believer of the ancestral plane and in the afterlife, she's kind of losing faith because she's had, she's suffered so much loss. Um, and so losing T'Challa kind of reinforces that where she, you know, she says, boss, if, if you can heal my brother, um, I'll never doubt your existence again. And then in that scene where they're trying to burn the robes to move on, Shuri doesn't want to do it because she doesn't believe in it. And she makes a comment where, uh, something along the lines of, if I don't burn this, if I, I don't want to burn this gown. Uh, if I burn anything, it's going to be the whole world or something. So she's yeah. like really angsty teenager vibes coming from that. Yeah. And Namor overhears that. Yeah. It comes into play later. But she was like in her right to, you know, she's still grieving because that that's a heavy burden. Like she was, you know, in, in the beginning it shows her moving the DNA uh, particles around and like, what's the percentage of this? What's the percentage of this? So she was like trying her damnedest to try to figure it out. And just when it happened, just didn't happen. So, and I mm. mean, obviously they couldn't make it happen because there's only one Chadwick. So, mm -hmm. um, let's go to about the middle of the movie. Um, I think, I feel like the movie just flowed very like natural, like everything was just boom, boom, I think, boom, boom. I think it did minus the uh, CIA subplot. Like I get they wanted to have Everett Ross in it again, um, but I feel like a lot of it, outside of going to get Riri, um, I felt like a lot of that was filler when a, in a movie that didn't need filler. They probably could have cut like 30 minutes out of it without all that. Like they, I get they're setting up Valerie um, for the Thunderbolts and all that. The purple haired chick that you had no idea who she was because yeah, you didn't was, watch any of the shows. Yeah, I was like, who the fuck is this? Where the fuck did this bitch come from? I had no yeah. idea. 
and they they kind of did a little fake out where they made her seem like she was good, like she was just trusting Ross on everything, and then in the end she arrests him. But yeah, that that whole plot, and then the she like made the the vibranium metal detector for her teacher, and he just sold it or gave it to the CIA. Yeah, that was a little weird, like just completely random. So Namor's trying to kill her because she made this when she's like, I just made it for a school project. That's like, well, yeah. If you're going to say that, you could have gone into a little more depth and show, I don't know, that's just, that teacher should be the one who got hunted down by Namor. <laughs> Still a perfect movie, but um, the whole, perfect. the war, the whole war, well, I guess, like, the battles between the Wakandans and, uh, what the fuck are the, the people called? The Blueskins. Tal- Talokanians. Yeah, the I would say the Talokan. Yeah, the Talokan. So the Wakandans and the Talokan, um, they get into a battle. Ultimately, uh, they come to like a semi-peaceful agreement. I don't think Namor was on board with it all the way. He fucking... You so you remember at the end, the chick when they're like back in oh, the Oh, hold on. You skipped a, you skipped a, a lot. I thought you were talking about the first time he invades Wakanda, not the end of the movie, not the boat scene. Well, you there's asked... a lot that happens in the middle that we got to talk about. There's huge uh, plot oh, okay. points. Okay. Um, so he takes Shuri down to his city and yep. shows her everything, gives her the bracelet, um, and they kind of have like an agreement. But he he's got like extremist views and says that his people can't be compromised. The rest of the world can't find out if Wakanda doesn't help them keep it a secret and kill. Riri Williams than their enemies and he'll kill Wakanda first. He wants to basically kill everyone else on land minus Wakanda, which is crazy. Yeah. And I feel like his motivation isn't super strong. Like seeing the, the slave drivers of the Spaniards. Yeah. The Span Spanish were awful, <laughs> but um, he wants to burn the world and Shuri can't agree with it, but she also said she wanted to burn the world and he overheard that. So it's kind of his motivation of trying to get them as an ally. So when Nakia saves Shuri and Riri, that's an act of war in his eyes. So he attacks Wakanda and it's great. Like if he wanted to take down Wakanda, he probably could have in that battle. Like he was in the position to, he's, he's overpowered as shit. Yeah. Like if he's around water. Oh yeah, um, for sure. So what he does is he makes his way to Ramonda and Riri in the in the throne room, and he blows up a grenade, these water grenades that they have, and it and it puts them like knocks them out a little bit and puts Ramonda and Riri underwater, and basically Ramonda gives her life to um, save Riri, but she dies, and so you know Shuri has gone through two of her closest family member she says in the movie at one point that the last person who knows her is is gone mm-hmm. and so she's at this vengeful state now um so that, that's a huge plot point and uh i think it that was a cool moment it was re- like very calculated by the filmmakers um because namor knew that it was going to kind of get that fire under shuri to maybe really get her in that vengeful thing of burning the world or whatever, being an ally to him. And then 
she so uh Namor gives them a week to decide what they want to do. And so he's like you have one week before we come back. And so within this week time period uh Shiri's trying to reconstruct the uh heart-shaped herb which obviously she does it successfully. How'd she um, do it? You remember? Yeah, so she took her brother's DNA and then um, the DNA from the fiber because um, the Talakins or whatever had um, a similar herb. That's how they became their people, like the underwater mm -hmm. people. So she took the fibers from that and her brother's DNA and kind of basically matched them to create it and time was running out and um she tried it they didn't really do the whole bury her under the sand ritual but they did the semi type ritual and um she has to see her mom she that's who she wanted to see and she got <laughs> she got somebody completely different so she's but in it was who throat. she needed to see yeah it was who she needed to see so the scene is i think was a good scene fire just fired so the, the throne room just like how the camera just pans around and it's just killmonger and chilling like, oh shit what the fuck so one thing that i i you know it, he was on par with his character from the first one but he had a little like he had redemption like his motivation was the you know the most realistic of any marvel villain i think he's one of the best i think he's second best to thanos being the best villain in in marvel uh killmonger but in this one he was very aggressive <laughs> like, oh yeah you would think he'd have some wisdom because um he kind of had like a a peaceful death where you know t'challa could have saved him but he he didn't want to be saved he yeah. felt like he had fought his battle. And in this, he seemed to have some resentment. And I thought that was a little weird. Um, but it was so such a good scene where he's like, you, you picked me. You didn't pick your mom. You picked me. Yeah. And I think that fit in really well because he, I think he just from his character from Black Panther, the first one, um, he was still kind of like that you know cocky like i'm still the man badass but, yeah but then at the same time he kind of was like show not really shown like a sweet side but he was like kind of like hey this is this is what you need like this is some serious shit like just kind of his demeanor was a little bit in that way it was um, serious when was, yeah. yeah when he was speaking with her but he was kind of like this is the the advice that i'm gonna give you and um he kind of just left it up to her so sure he... well i don't i, I kind of disagree there i don't think he left it up to her he wanted her to be vengeful he wanted her to kill uh namor and i think for her to pick him was that motivation where she decided you know i will be noble like t'challa i won't be like killmonger um so i think that was kind of that crossing road where she was on the path to becoming killmonger and then she made the choice to not do what he would have done in that situation 
But up to that point, she was doing everything that Killmonger would do. She was out for vengeance. She was going to kill him. She, you know, she was on that path. And then she had that redemption right at the last minute. Yeah. But it was, that, that scene was so good. It was. And it they was. kept it under wraps. That didn't get spoiled at all. Like, it was an early theory before more of the trailer showed. And I actually thought it was going to happen. And then I kind of forgot about it. But I actually thought that they were going to bring him back from the dead. Yeah, like sure. He's gonna find a way to bring him back. To and he yeah, was gonna I be you telling me about that. Yeah, so I was half right. He he yeah. did. She did meet him in, in the ancestral plane. Yeah. But. Um. And so that kind of leads to like her decision to like be like, hey, they they well, Riri's kind of observant. She was like, well, he's really fucking strong when he's near water. So how about we take him away from water? And they're like. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Like, how do we do that, though? Like, you know, come up with this great elaborate scheme, which, I mean, I guess worked for the most part, right? Um, pretty kind of flawed, but whatever. <clears throat> so they fight that battle. Um, I guess what I was trying to get into earlier which I should mm. get into now. Now we're here. Yeah, now we're here. Um, they devised this some sort of, I forget what the fuck they called it, basically like a heater, right? Like a dehydrator. Dehydrator, yeah. Yeah. They draw Namor, or I keep saying Namor, Namor out of, a, out of his little dwelling or whatever, and they get him alone, battle, which, I mean... That that ship scene was amazing. I mean, what what what's kind of stupid is why the fuck you're f floating a ship in the sea, right? Why would you? They had that one thing that made the sound that like mm -hmm. drew them to the surface. Why wouldn't you have like some sort of defenses under there in case mm -hmm. that failed? You know, like some sort of fail safe, like because it was a it was a plan for vengeance. She was the only one who really wanted to do it. Like even Mbaku was like, "This isn't a good idea." <laughs> and yeah. He's the warrior. He's the badass. And he's like, "This is, we'll follow you because you're a queen, you're our leader." But this is, you know, a bad idea. So it was a flawed plan because it was rushed and it was a vengeance plan. So I think that actually works for the plot. That it doesn't go well because it wasn't well thought out. Yeah. So basically, um. Shuri, they and they fight, and they come to like an agreement basically. And what I was gonna say is, I don't think he was totally on par with that. Like, cause she told him, "Hey, we you like don't try to kill fucking everybody, and Wakanda will, will protect the seas for you. Make sure you guys are safe." Mm -hmm. we'll keep and, your secret yeah and so he didn't kind of he didn't really have a choice but to say yeah or else she would have killed him right there and so in the scene when they're in the cavern he's like painting right that he had fought the black panther and um that one chick i didn't like, even his, catch that oh you didn't see that no i didn't see that he was so painting when, the black panther yeah so when i he saw was, he was painting yeah and then they pan out on it 
and you can see it was a it was a Black Panther, and then it was him fighting the Black Panther. Mm. So it goes down in like their history or whatever, you know. It was pretty cool, and so cool. She, she comes in and she's like, she's like, um, I'm kind of upset with you or whatever. And he goes, why? And she's like, I've always wanted to fight by your side, but um, you yielded to the Black Panther and all this. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, it's not a shameful thing that I yielded to the Black Panther, the most powerful person on land. Like, um, he's like, and then he goes on to explain, like, um, the, basically kind of like twisting it. Like, this is, we're just going to go with this for now because eventually the whole world is going to turn on Wakanda. And when mm -hmm. that happens, we're going to kind of attack with them and take over the world. Yeah, like we'll get them on our side to do it then when the yeah. whole world betrays them. Yeah. So he's kind of like, uh, I mean, I get it. Like you don't have a choice, but you're kind of two faced piece of shit because you're not going yeah, well, to live up to your end. He's a villain. Well, yeah, he's a villain. You have to live up to your end, bro. Like she yeah. lets you live. She could have fucking killed you. Yeah, well, I think he's hoping that she'll just be on his side, and I don't know. We'll see. But she also let M'Baku take the throne, so she's just the protector and not the ruler now. Yeah. Um, I I kind of had issue because it was never established that she knows how to fight. Like, she's always used her, like, little guns, and those are in her suit, which is cool, the little shockwave guns. But it's never been shown that she, like, is combat trained. And then now she's just a badass. Like, she's super strong, yeah, but, you know, she has super the ability strong. now to just be super crazy. Mixed martial arts and flying I, around. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with the herb, too. Like, because when you take it don't the, teach you how to do... Well, it no, doesn't teach you how to fight. Because didn't they say in the first one that when you take the herb, you have, like, the like knowledge and wisdom of the ancestors and stuff or am I wrong? Maybe, but the other thing is before you even take the herb, you're supposed to do that ritual where you fight someone without the herb. So you're supposed to show that you already are a warrior, but yeah. she never does, which makes me wonder if but she's going to stay the black Panther or not because Mbaku takes the throne and she never beat anyone to be the black Panther. Yeah. So, that, I don't know how that works. I was that was one thing that made me mad until the end. I'm like, you know, she Wakanda's about tradition and she's finally accepting tradition. She hasn't fought anyone to get the herb. Like even Killmonger did that. He beat T'Challa before he took it. Yeah. Um, so I I thought it was weird, but they kind of redeemed it in the end. The other thing I was upset about was they did like the first 5 minutes of the movie. It was a nice tribute, and then it goes into this new plot and I'm like, is that that can't be all they do to honor him, but they, they really do honor Chadwick multiple times throughout the movie, and, and they did a really good... I mean, they handled that so well, because they wrote a whole script with him in it for Black Panther 2, because they didn't know he was sick, and then he died. And so they had to rewrite the script. So for this being a somewhat rushed movie, like they moved it back, but for it being a somewhat rushed movie, they did phenomenal with it. And then the end scene, the the first after credit scene, so um, kind of set the, so M'Baku's there, he's in Wakanda about to fight whoever wants to challenge him for the throne, right? 
they then skip over to Shuri. She goes to Haiti where, um, what's her name? Nakia. Yeah. Nakia. She's in Haiti. Um, and she's like, are you ready? And you're like, fuck, whatever. All right, cool. So she has like the ritual thing set up that her and her mom were going to do. And she starts burning the garments and then the credit starts to play. Well, I mean, you gotta give, you gotta give Letitia Wright some credit on how well she acted out that grief of, of crying it out before the oh, credits roll. Yeah. She didn't just light it on fire in credits. Oh yeah. It was a very no, emotional scene. Yeah. Like she was staring off in the distance and stuff. Yeah. Like, and by the way, she looks so fucking good through the whole movie. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Like her haircut. And I was like, yeah, the haircut was nice. Was it was like, clean. Oh my. And then when she um, had, when she had the cornrows with her suit, I was like, yeah. It was good. Um, I will say that she did so good because in, in the first black Panther, she was comedic relief. And so a lot of people were concerned about her taking on this lead role and she did so good being the lead role and showing, I mean, every emotion and just being serious, sad, like the way she expressed grief. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of it was was real, um, losing a friend in Chadwick. So I, I imagine this had to be one of the most emotional movies to make for the actors, and that's why it's so powerful. It's it's yeah. it really you know you can feel that atmosphere. Yeah. So then, the after credits, they're like, um, Nakia comes back and she's like can we join you? She's like, what the fuck? Turns around and she has this child with her and they walk up to the beach or walk up to where she's sitting on the beach. And she's like, tell, explain it to her. Like, this is your aunt basically. And she's like, this is your, this is your auntie Shuri. Yeah. And then he, she's like, Oh, nice to meet you. And then Shuri's like, well, did she, my mom meet her? And she's like, yeah, of course she did. And then she gives her some, Haiti name some I don't remember what his name um, was to, Toussaint yeah and then she's, she's like oh nice to meet you Toussaint <clears throat> and then she's like he's like but Toussaint's just my Haiti name he's like my real name is Prince T'Challa and I was Son like oh. King, King T'Challa I was like oh shit my God, that's what I'm talking about so now now they got a baby Black Panther. So, I, I you know, I like that he has a son. I like that the legacy lives on. But I feel like it's kind of robbing Shuri. And, you know, maybe they'll set it up to where she doesn't want to stay at the Black Panther. I think that, you know, it's kind of hinted at where she didn't want to fight for the throne. Um, I kind of... <clears throat> but I feel like she earned it. And if they're just going to do some sort of time jump where he grows up or whatever, it's like... Sure, you didn't recast T'Challa, but you have T'Challa as Black Panther now. Like, sure, he gets it for one movie, you know. Yeah, but I kind of think Shuri didn't really. She never really showed interest in being the Black Panther, though. So, but like, that was I, when she didn't believe in tradition, right? 
but but then I kind of think she's so used to like being in her lab and like making things and stuff that mm-hmm. with her being the Black Panther, it would kind of take away from like that main role that everyone knew her as. I feel like that this was just kind of a temporary thing to where like, hey, her her brother's dead, her mom's dead, like everyone she loves is fucking dead. She just needs the heart-shaped herb for just this little bit of time just to kind of get everything under control and then you know we can go back to doing the rituals and all this and all that so i kind of think that's the way they might lean towards it especially with introducing him we'll see i i just think it's weird chadwick boseman's t'challa dies and then if they do a rapid like time jump where they go into the future and bring him back. Not like Chadwick Boseman, but like they they streamline this kid's aging up because he's like seven years old. Yeah. And and make a new T'Challa Black Panther in like a year or two. It's like, no, I don't I don't know. I'm not a not a fan of that idea. I think I think you yeah. let Chadwick's legacy live for a while and then, then you can bring in another T'Challa. Yeah. But then I mean when when does Secret Wars come out? I think that's 2025 or late 2024. Let's so, see. I mean, unless something, unless they have something planned, because they would have, unless they want Shuri to fight as the Black Panther in the Secret Wars, then I kind of think they would have to have T'Challa. So they would have to be like, hey, we need the Black Panther. Then they like go into the future, bring him back. And they're like, wait, mm-hmm. you're not. T'Challa and he's like yeah I'm King T'Challa or whatever and then they're like well we need you to come fight with us so that would make a little more sense yeah as long as as long as they build it correctly it's May 1st 2026 oh so yeah so they got time yeah they got time so yeah I think they can build as long as they do it right and build like that sort of timeline to where they I don't know, maybe Shuri dies or some shit. Then yeah, I can see it. But I, I, <laughs> that I, I sucks so bad. <laughs> you killed everyone, man. <laughs> but I'd rather them kill Shuri before they kill Mbaku. So Mbaku's the man, bro. Yes, he is. <laughs> when he got punched, bro, <laughs> he got punched, flown the back. He was like, oh shit. <laughs> I like when they're in the boat and he goes to approach him. He's like. The fish man yeah. <laughs> turns the boat to go fight him. Yeah. He just gets one punched, one punch man. But yeah, that's that's phase four wrapped up. Now it's time for the Kang saga. Oh, and we did miss we did miss the second after credit, which is fucking wild. There was a second one. Yeah, and you want to know who's in bitch? Dr. Fucking Doom. What? Yeah, we fucking missed it. No shit. Yes, bro. We left because we thought that that first one was it. I really didn't think they would do anything else. I didn't think either. Hold on. I hate all these articles have so much extra shit. Brother. Bro, you're full of shit. This only says that as one. Nope. I s- 
This says why it's right that Black Panther 2 only has one after credit scene. You high? No. Bro, I swear I just watched a video. <laughs> Dude, you got baited. You baited me probably, too. That's probably crazy. did get baited. That's nuts that you just got me so hyped. And you're wrong. Bro, I swear I wish I could find that fucking video. Well, it's fake. It was at a movie theater. Somebody recorded it at a movie theater. No shot. I swear. Who was it? Was it just like a, what did it look like? It, so it was like, it was after the Javier Bardom? No, so this is what it looked like. It was like, <clears throat> credits roll, whatever, and there's a dude talking, he has like a hood up. And you can't see anything. He's, like, talking, like, working on something. And then, like, the camera's slowly panning around to him to the front. And then he, like, looks up and he, he has his mask on and everything. No. All right. All the stuff I see about a Doctor Doom post-credit scene was posted three months ago. This was posted one day ago. So it says Black Panther will return. Interesting. I don't know if it's real or if it's fake. I don't know. Um. Uh, I'll do a little research. I don't think it's real. All right. All right. Did you cover everything you want to on on your perfect movie, Black Panther: Wakanda oh, Forever? Fucking creme de la creme, and it's filled to the brim. <laughs> All right, brother. You want to sign us off? All right, guys. Thanks for listening to TNA and no not that TNA to Tyson and Andre uh, we're going to be coming up with some more reviews more gaming reviews um, if there's anything you guys are interested in let us know and uh, this is TNA signing off peace yes sir